Welcome back to another Batman News Weekly. This is episode 120, the final episode of 2021. This is going to be our annual top 10 Batman comics of the year episode. And uh, we got our 10, 10 list here. I am not going to lie. We just recorded episode 119. So if you hear us references, we just talked about this. It's because we literally just recorded the previous episode. <laughs> this. So just in case you're wondering why, if that happens. But we're about to dive into our top 10 issues of the year. Clay, was this harder than any previous year before? <sighs> I feel like it was. Holy shit. Because I'm going to go ahead and say this. Um, there is only one main Batman title issue on my list. Damn. That's crazy. Yeah. There yeah. is only one. Um, I say we just dive into this. Uh, do you want me to go first with number 10 or do you want to kick it off? Let's go ahead and go with you. What was your number 10? Okay, so I do want to say, because I feel like every year I do like a jokey kind of like, oh, this should be on there. But I'm going to have two honorable mentions here before I actually give you my actual 10. One, I thought Man Bat should have been on my list. I But as an arc, like the whole five issues or whatever Man Bat did, mm -hmm. I thought it was great. But it didn't make my top 10. So okay. I just want to throw an honorable mention out to Man Bat. I thought it was a good series. Um and I do want to say an honorable mention to Batman 117 for ending Tynan's run. I think that should have been on the list. So, um, but I didn't put on the list just to not, you know, you know, whatever. Um, so honorable mention to that one too. But my number 10 is something we just talked about in the previous podcast, and that is Batman One Dark Knight. So if you guys listened to the last podcast, the reason why I loved this issue was because I thought I was going to hate it as i started reading it as it turned around and i saw that batman was gonna the premise of the book ended with this new emp character turning out every single light and piece of technology in gotham and now batman is going to have to go through gotham city that is in like riots and violence happening right now carrying this villain to the new arkham or the new uh black gate facility in pitch black darkness and that's a story that i'm hella interested in so that makes my top 10 list a book that just came out very very nice so. now my number 10 is something from the very beginning of this oh, year okay. uh which is future state catwoman number two now mm. this issue was after the uh reveal that Bruce Wayne was on the train. Catwoman had not seen him yet, but this is where like the fighting with Onomatopoeia happened. We got that yeah. huge uh, one page splash page of like what it was like for Selena at his quote unquote funeral yeah. and like the giant Batman coming out and being like, what did you do to me? What's wrong with you? You know, really mm -hmm. having Selena question herself throughout the entire uh, issue and whatnot. It was a really fun issue and conclusion to a story that we both said, oh, if this was a series, I think we could follow this because of the characters that they introduced, which eventually ended up being characters in Catwoman's like Ramby's run yeah. uh, in Alleytown. So yeah. really, really cool setup for a future story that, of course, never happened. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, that was a really cool story. I am gonna, I need it. I feel like I need to put this out there for my list. Whereas everything on this list, besides my number one book, everything else can be in different orders, to be honest. Like, I don't have a hard set order on this. And mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of my stories I picked were either because I did enjoy the whole issue or there was just moments in those issues that I just thought were phenomenal. And that's why they made my list. Yeah. Um, because I do not think this was the strongest year for Batman books. No, um, not at all. But number nine is, of course, I had to do it. Batcat number two. And the reason why this is on my list is because this was the actual issue where Selena Kyle kills the Joker. So yeah. I was just like, okay. You know, it was hinted at in issue one, but, you know, it was issue one also made my top 10 list last year because that was the only good Batman I felt like we had got. And I was just like, yeah, hell yeah. But I had to throw this on there because obviously I'm a Tom King simp. But at the same time, just seeing, you know, Selena kill Joker, I was just like, awesome. Like, because it was different. You know, they're older. You know, Batman's dead. You know, she's not going to have to pay the consequences. We are learning about those consequences now and how crazily she hates the Joker now. And to just seeing, like, from where that started at the beginning of the year and where we are that we just literally covered in the last podcast. Um, I I'm loving that story progression. So yeah. I have to go with um, for sure. Batcat number two, just for that moment of, of, you know, the death of the Joker, which I thought was kind of cool. Very, very so. nice. My number nine is, and I still can't believe that this has made it onto my list. Batman Fortnite zero point <laughs> number five. So for I a don't long time. So yeah. well, I don't think you actually read any of these. I didn't, but we talked about them on the podcast, though. Yeah. Some of them. So I will say this: an honorable mention for me because it did make so what I did is I went by every single month and mm-hmm. I wrote down every single Batman book that was in every single month. And then I chose two from every single month and then I dwindled it down to 10. So I will say issue three and issue five ended up being on my list first. My honorable mention is going to be issue three. That is the one with the cameo or uh, supporting character of Snake Eyes uh, Mm. from G.I. Joe because it was a Fortnite thing. They were both in the game for that time or whatever. This issue in particular, though, is nearing the conclusion of the series. Um, They are in a part of the game where they can actually talk, so they interact a lot more. This is the team-up with Deathstroke, where he inevitably uh, ends up uh, double-crossing them and jumping through the portal before Selina and Batman can get through. Um, This, of course, gets them to start... uh, finding out ways that maybe, hey, we maybe may not ever get able to go back to where we came from. And remember, they still do not have their proper uh, memories of the DC universe. So it's a very interesting take on the characters, but they are still solely Batman and solely Catwoman. Really, really fun. Although I haven't played Fortnite in what feels like probably three years. Mm -hmm. um, It was still a very interesting and Honestly, a better written story than a lot of Batman books this year. Yeah, I remember us that being a big, a big issue 
of just like we did not have good Batman for so long this year. <laughs> and that's why I was always like waiting for the next Batcat, waiting for the next Batcat. Um, because yeah, it was there was a lot of shit, like a lot of bad comics this year, in my opinion, which I don't think we had that the previous years. Um, which was unfortunate. But anyways, uh moving on to my number eight. Uh, I haven't been a huge fan of this series, but I have to say um, Robin number five was the probably the only wow. issue I really liked because it was the cheesy issue of, you know, all the Robins going after Damien and chasing him across rooftops and him kind of beating all of them. And it ended with Dick Grayson having a heart to heart with them. He's like, hey, we all went through this. And, you know, you got to go do your own thing. But, you know, you like we've all been Robins, but the connection between you and I is you were my Robin. And like that, that connection, that storytelling, one gave me a little bit of hope for Joshua Williamson because I wasn't a big fan of him at that point. Or I was I didn't like have a lot of, you know, I wasn't good experiences with him. Yeah, Yeah, there you go. There you go. So seeing that he could write the Bat Family this well, I was just like, okay, I have a little hope for the Batman in the future. So I have to go with Robin 5 because that was just, anytime you give me a good Bat Family moment, I'm sold. So that was was definitely my number eight. Very, very nice. Now, my number eight, uh, going all the way back to Nightwing 79. This issue was the... Uh, date issue with him and Barbara, um, you know, finally back in Bloodhaven, kind of getting the feel of the town. This is uh-huh. where you really start to see like, OK, there are things that I have been missing because at one point he was unfortunately Rick Grayson. Um, oh, he's starting to, to get this. a better <laughs> he's starting to renew his living situation in Bloodhaven. Um, was he Nightwing all of 2021? Uh, yes. He was yeah. Nightwing of all of 2021. Thank goodness. Yeah. Um, but he, this is where he uh, met the homeless family. This is where we kind of get the tease at the fact that there is somebody out there uh, hurting homeless individuals. Uh, this is right before they get the uh, they get Tim Drake to come in and help mm-hmm. them out. But this is the really fun date night with Barbara. This is where you also find out that they all have like a group chat where they text each other. Mm, Um, Really, really fun stuff. Yeah, that was cool. I only have one Nightwing issue on mine. It's my number six pick, but we'll get to that one a little bit. Nice. Um, My number seven pick goes to the long Halloween special. And the reason why this made my run was because it was, um, you know, Jeff Loeb, which you might not like him as a person, but I think as a writer, he's great. Um, but the reason why I thought this was awesome was because we, we waited a week for Clay to actually read all of the long Halloween and, (laughs) you know, after Clay read everything, he was like, damn, yeah, like it went very well with all the stuff that happened in the long Halloween. And I really enjoyed that. Like when a writer can tap into an old story and continue it, I think it's amazing. Granted, it's easy for Loeb because it was his story. But mm-hmm. I feel like there are other writers out there, a la Scott Snyder, that don't know how to write a better story that they already wrote before. So seeing that Loeb was able to add something to the Long Halloween mythos, granted, it wasn't like it didn't surpass it or anything like that. But I thought it was just a really good 
just, you know, side quest to the long Halloween that um, I was really interested in it. And I enjoyed reading it. The art felt like the old book and uh, the writing and the story was pretty solid. And it had just some good, I don't know. It's just something about that style with Tim Sale that like, and the storytelling that goes along with it. It's it's like the, um, you know, how Azarello fits with Libra Mayhu, right? Or, you know, Scott Snyder did fit with Greg Capullo. Like those teams that work together, it's just something that they do together that makes it feel awesome. And that's what I got out of this special. So yeah, that's definitely Sur- number seven. Surprisingly with how new I am to the long Halloween, that is my second uh, honorable mention is mm-hmm. the Halloween special. Um, I always, I was the hipster on that in the sense of like, Oh, I'm not going to touch it. It's so yeah. loved. I'm not even going to read it. I'm not even going to bother. I knew the premise of the story, but you're like, you have to read it in order to understand what's going on yeah. in the special. So reading it actually did help out. I absolutely loved it. Um, and you're right. This felt like it, like if I, like I did, I read it as a 13th issue yeah. and it honestly just felt like, Oh, this came out the very next year or on Halloween that year that this came out. So yeah. felt really, really good that it got that feeling out of it and really, really fun. Now my number seven is detective comics 1040 this is bruce wayne in jail this is the drunk tank uh story uh with the guy that is like oh i know you you're bruce wayne but more importantly you're batman and i can tell you how i know and just like getting the blue suit we say it all the time the blue suit is the number one way to go with batman and yeah. especially with Dan Mora, he knows exactly how to portray it. It looked amazing. And just like you, you, you don't expect Bruce to fuck up. Yeah. But he did. And you wouldn't even call it a fuck up. Yeah. You know? So when that happened, I know we were both like, what the fuck? This yeah. is so cool. And then the very next morning, the dude wakes up from his drunken comatose and he's just like, oh, yeah, hey, what the anything that I said while I was drunk, it, it just just leave it alone. I'm stupid when I'm drunk and I'm so sorry. The yeah. dude didn't even remember that he called out Bruce Wayne, which yeah. is absolutely amazing. Somebody has a completely different drunk personality that knows the identity of Batman. Yeah, no, that story is phenomenal to the point where it was actually my number five. So oh, that shit. was my number five story. So because, yeah, the the art, the story, like it's those. And we talked about it on that podcast. But those types of stories where you can tell a story without like having to really make a new character or do anything crazy. This was just a random Gotham civilian we'll probably never see again. And they just, like, I have a memory of Batman. Like, telling stories through the eyes of Gotham citizens, I'm surprised it's not done more. Yeah. Because, like, that happened a lot in the Batman animated series. Plenty of episodes of people like, this is how I see the Batman. or this. Why isn't Urban Legends that story? Why isn't Urban Legends the tales of Gotham citizens? No idea. That would make more fucking sense. Yeah. But, you know, 
We we have plenty of ideas on this show that never get used, Clay. I just gave the best synopsis for the shadow of the bat or some crazy oh, like that on the last shit. one. You know, it'll never see the light of day. But yeah, this was probably one of my favorite um, Dan Mora Batman books from this current run that is with Tamaki. Um, are they both going to be on Shadow of the Bat or is he off? Uh Dan Mora, Dan Mora is doing the Batman Superman book with Mark mm. Wade, so I think he is gonna be off of Detective for a little bit. I'm not entirely sure. I need to go back and double check. Yeah, but he may be actually. No, excuse me. He might be doing both. Okay. Yeah. Either way, the the blue suit Batman was just so fucking great. Um, and that was a flashback, so unfortunately we don't have that suit going forward. I would love if we had that suit going forward, but, you know, I don't know. I just wish, I wish, I know Tom King went back to the old underwear suit because we didn't have that in New 52, Yeah. but um, I really wish he would have went to the blue instead of the black and gray, um, but one day, one day, because Jim Lee, the way Jim Lee used to draw that blue suit, it was just oh, fucking so phenomenal, dude, so I love that one, but Moving on to number six, I have Nightwing 84. So this one was, I believe, right before they got into Magistrate and it got taken over and, you know, had to do all the Fear State shit. But the reason why I love this one is because it was the reunion of Batman and Robin, but it was Batman and Nightwing. So Nightwing is getting trapped by all these Magistrate uh, robots or whatever. And Batman comes in and has his back. They beat the shit out of all these robots and they jump into the sewer or something like that. And he's all like, Bruce, thank you for having my back. And there's this moment where, you know, Bruce is there and he's all like, I've seen them do this to my parents or whatever. I wasn't going to let it happen to my son. And I was just like, and it was just like (laughs) that moment right there. I was just like, fuck yeah. And again, this my series, my list is going off of moments, and that was another one of those great moments. Between oh, there, there was so loved. many, there was so many picks that I had throughout the entire wow. year that wasn't necessarily the entire issue. It was just yeah. like, oh, there was this one. Like, I had Batman Black and White on some of the on mm. my other issues of like possibly on the list, but it wasn't because the entire issue was good, but maybe one story was good out of that entire issue yeah so you know i can totally understand why moments are better than entire issues when it comes to top tens of 2021 yeah for sure because it's hard to remember a whole issue for a whole year you know what i mean uh it's not you don't get fucking john carpenter jokers every year you know what i mean (laughs) you don't you just don't get it so um it was yeah really hard to to try to like remember a lot of these stories but that moment i remembered and i had to go through all of the night wings because i was like which one was that because that was cool and i finally found it so yeah that was my number six on my list awesome my number six is batman urban legends number seven this Mm. is the Batman Beyond issue. This is oh, the I one. I forgot about that completely. Yes. <gasps> yes. That would have this, been on my list, actually. This is on the list for me. That. I apologize for my dog. He's kind of going crazy in the background. So, this was a story that Juice actually kind of like hyped up for me because I wasn't necessarily, you know, on board with the ending. But yeah. after the conversation that we had, it was a great start 
to an eventual series that we're actually going to be getting next year. So I'm really excited about this. I love the tone and the voice of Terry McGinnis here. The entire conversation that Bruce was having about like, you know, not being there for the city and like, you know, all of that was just really, really good. I love the art there as well. You know, my only hiccup about the entire like short story was the fact that Terry just gave away Ace because he no longer has a cave. You know, he's yeah. he's going to have to rebuild everything and he's going to be on his own. And I think a Batman Beyond Terry McGinnis that doesn't have the guy in the chair, that doesn't have Bruce Wayne, that doesn't have anybody because he told everybody he loved and cared about, get out of the city, leave, yeah. you know, until we see what's actually happening in this new Gotham. Like, is Gordon going to be back as commissioner? Like, is he going to see his parents again or his mom? Like, yeah, it's going to be interesting. So I, I loved that as a start of a series um, and having it in an urban legends really boosted up the sales for that one issue. I thought it was really, really smart and really, really fun. Yeah, no, that would have definitely been on my list. Like that probably would have bumped probably Batman one dark night, to be honest. It would have definitely been on my list. I completely <laughs> forgot about that issue. Cause like I was going through the list and I was just all like, like, I don't remember anything from black and whites. I don't remember anything from urban legends. Like I was just going through them, but I completely forgot about that Batman beyond story. And yeah, that story was phenomenal. Yeah. So um, yeah, that's crazy. So I don't have a uh, number five because I was also a detective and we already talked about that. So yeah. So my number five would actually be let me actually look here uh my number five is batman the adventures continues season two number three Mm -hmm. this is the story with huntress this is the one that you never read um that i talked about on the podcast so uh the reason why i love this one so much it was not a batman centered story it was a batgirl centered story and the fact that they did not pull any punches on this issue whatsoever we found out that the main villain was there during the murder of huntress's family and was playing his piano there and kind of making it a whole joke and like she was at the very end of the of the entire issue she was freaking uh disguised as a police officer walking him into his jail cell and she was humming the song that he was playing while he murdered or while the crime family murdered her family. And he's like, Oh, I know that one. Where'd you hear it from? Oh, from you. And like basically killed him at the end of the issue with the entire panel being blacked out. And I'm just like, Holy fuck. That is freaking amazing. Like you would never freaking see that. Like I, I say never see that, but you said like the the really cool thing about Batman, the animated series that you don't necessarily see too much in shows or cartoons or even comics these days is the use of your own imagination, Mm -hmm. you know, and just like, Oh fuck. Like what could have happened? No, they implied. Yeah. She fucking murdered him in GCPD. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't put any of the Adventures Continues on my list because they've all been good and they all kind of go together. You know what I mean? Like the last three issues have all been an arc. 
Yeah. So I didn't want to like cheat, although I cheated last year when I was like the three jokers and I put all the books in one, but like I was trying to avoid doing that this year. So I didn't put any of the adventures continues, but they could have easily been on this list as a whole because they're, they're fucking like episodes. They're fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I remember you telling me about that one. That one sounded really cool. So that was Clay's number five. Going on to my number four, which um, this one was interesting. And the reason why I put this on my list is because we had a good long conversation, I remember, on the podcast about this. But it was Batcat number six. And this one is up so high is because it had the speech between Batman and Phantasm about his no kill rule. Yeah, And she was talking about like, well, why is it okay for military people to do it and blah, 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 blah. And he talked about like how they don't have, or they have limits and all that jazz and he doesn't have limits so he can make his own calls on whatever, whatever. And I thought that was really big because like, that's a conversation I fucking have to deal with all the time on TikTok and everybody thinks Batman should kill and it's stupid that he doesn't kill. And you know, it's, it's always just a stupid argument because I'm like us as humans, we don't go around just killing everybody for whatever reason. Like, you know what I mean? And so it's so weird that I find people thinking that like, oh, Batman should kill. He just has to kill. I'm like, he doesn't have to. Like, we don't. How do you not? Like, how do you automatically put that he has to kill on all these things? You know what I mean? Um, so I just thought it was a really good conversation because I feel like a lot of people stay away from that kind of topic. We know Tom King has no problem diving into those kind of conversations and yeah, I just thought it was a really, really good conversation because I think we, I think we went into, I don't know if we went into like a philosophical topic on it, but like we did have a good lengthy conversation, if I remember correctly, yeah. about the idea of it. And uh, yeah, so that is my number six, just because I, I love conversation starters. That's what yeah, that book did. That was one that I was debating to be put on the list, also for the exact same reason. I do mm. like the obvious answer it's not kind of hiding it it's not saying oh maybe he's questioning whether he's still good with killing people and you could probably twist it for this reason no he's flat out says hey these military officials have orders that they have to follow i make my own orders and my order is to not kill and it's out in the open it's it's you don't question it whatsoever it is he he drew the line and there it is you know yeah so I really do appreciate that issue of that cat. My number four is Nightwing 78, the start of Tom Taylor's run on Nightwing. Um, this was absolutely phenomenal because you got to see Nightwing in all of his glory in the very beginning. And then at the very end, we get that letter from Alfred that oh, yeah, yeah. heartfelt, you know, just like, hey, you know, I understand that you don't even know who I am right now. And this is him writing to Rick Grayson, not the Dick. And he is saying how like, you know, the entire family loves him. You know, Bruce is, you know, cause this is in the moments of like, he knows he's going to die. Yeah. Like he knows that Bane is going to kill him. And it was so heartbreaking. And that is just one of the things that Tom Taylor's does best. He, he knows how to pull at the heartstrings and he that's when he's like, Oh, by the way, all of my money is now yours. And we now see how Dick Grayson is not just saying, Hey, I'm going to live the high life as a billionaire. Oh, I'm going to use that money for something better. And he even named 
the the whole situation, you know, the Alfred project or whatever it's called. So yeah. I I love how Taylor has started the series and how he's still going about it in such a way that honors that character. Yeah. Yeah, no, that was a really good issue. And I love, you know, I think a lot of people forget that, you know, Dick Grayson grew up alongside Alfred. So that's just as much of a father figure uh, to Dick Grayson as Bruce is, you know. So I thought that was a really good thing. Also, that came after so many bad issues of Nightwing. Yeah, it was just a breath of fresh air. So, yeah, I agree. That was uh, definitely a great, a great honorable mention there or a great, you know, part of being on top of your list. Um, But yeah, like I forgot about that. That issue was really good, too. Um, Moving on to I think, well, we're on number three, number three, right? Yeah. My number three is DC versus vampires. Number two. So uh, I love this one for obvious reasons. It had the Bat family conversation, the way Bruce was going after all of them with his little, like, you know, secrets and jazz. They all figuring them out. They're like, we know what you're doing and blah, blah, holy water and bullshit. And just the way he, because this was the, we had to literally go and get inside information to make sure, like, this wasn't Tynan because we didn't understand how the fuck you could write this so well, <laughs> but not write Batman well. And we found out that it was not Tynan doing the dialogue here. So, um, yeah, DC versus Vampires has been surprisingly good after the two issues that we've got so far. And just seeing the Bat family and knowing that they're going to be essentially bat like vampire hunters now, I'm excited to see what this is going to be because now they're they're dead, they're undead people or whatever, right? So their no kill rule doesn't really matter. And um, you know, we saw Damien with the freaking little crossbow, and he's like, hell yeah. <laughs> so like i just thought everything about that there was like the the like kind of sexual tension between fucking nightwing and batgirl going through there we had some little inside jokes between you know red hood and everybody like and even alfred was there saying like you know handing out tea and you know having these little personality traits with each character like oh it was bruce just, so, just so you know i also you yeah know, did this and did this he's like oh don't worry i had you know your shower you know doused in holy yeah. water Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so like overall, it was just anytime you give me a good bat family moment, I love it. And that was just awesome. Because again, we didn't ha- we hadn't had many this year. So like that just seeing that uh gave me a lot of hope for the storyline. And it when you especially when you start off a series like that, if one of the bat family is gonna die, that moment right there is gonna make it worse when they die. Cause it's like, yeah. damn, they had such a good moment, you know. So uh, that is my number three on my list. Very, very nice. I will say it is in my top three. I will not reveal what it is yet. And I will give my thoughts on it when I reveal. So my number three is Catwoman Lonely City number one. Mm, So this issue, it had been a while since we've read a Black Label book since... I think looking at it was oh shoot uh what was the bla- last black label book was it's not three jokers was it three jokers i mean other other than back. other than bat cat because bat cat is just like something that we always yeah. read you know mm-hmm. um other than three jokers was just like holy shit like yeah. This is a great start from somebody I don't even know. And he is doing everything in this book. He is writing. He is lettering. He is coloring. 
He is drawing. He's doing inks. He is doing the entire nine yards. And he has created almost his own continuity, but also in playing around with other past continuities as well and making his own canon and just having this book as a like love letter to all Catwoman fans is just great. Um, The teases to a very dramatic past of this book that we still have yet to learn is, you know, keeping me on my seat for what's to come. There's still one last issue that is coming out in 2022. And I just, for me, I thought this was almost the pinnacle at the moment of Batman related books that we were ever going to read this year. Yeah, no, that is a a really great, great book. Uh, I'm curious to see what your top two are now. Um, But I'm going to jump over to my number two book, which is Batman 118. And the reason why this is so high on my list is because it gave me hope that Batman can be good again. And after going through the last, what, two years of shit books on the main Batman title, after fucking violently hating it at times and just being (laughs) mad and raging, like, what the fuck is happening in this book? Watching Batman be the fifth wheel in this damn series to see him being the center of attention to seeing there be a good story and seeing that he's going to be a fucking detective and also, also shine that, Hey, look, the bat family exists in this fucking book. Yeah. Was just great. So seeing like one eighteen gave me hope. Now one nineteen could be dog shit for all I know, but as of right now in this moment, I'm excited to read Joshua Williams's run. I'm excited about Batman and I didn't get a lot of that in 2021. So that is why Batman 118 is so high on my list. Yeah, so. for sure. So my number two, Batman 118. Oh, nice. So <laughs> this has happened only once. I think it was last year that one of our, well, no, I think multiple of ours matched up last year. Yeah. But to, the fact that this is only happening once this year, we have similar tastes, but this one just knocks it out of the park. My subtitle yeah. for this number two spot is Batman is finally good again. Yeah. <laughs> is the reason why I put it at number two. Like as soon as you see like the ominous like shadow of Batman in the background with those two thugs breaking in. And then you just see the splash page with all the fireworks going off. And the next thing you see is them yelling, like take us to jail, take us to jail. Just, just get us out of here. This Batman over there. And they're like, okay, don't know what you did, but we'll take you in. We're cool. And then like having the, the, the small moment, it's so small, but it's just the small moment of like, what do you usually do after a win? And you see, the panel of him and Gordon, the panel of him and Damien, the panel of him and Clark, like and him and Alfred at the very bottom playing yeah. chess. Like it pulled at the heartstrings. That it cat. shows it it showed that Joshua Williamson probably listened and read everything that people have been complaining about with Tynan's run. And he's like, yeah. don't worry, I got you. I'm going to go ahead and show you what I have in store for you. And 
to be honest, looking at everything that's going on in the future issues, I have taken a peek at some like very little, but like it looks like it's going to be a great few issues to be completely honest. So I am very much looking forward to Williamson's like just for the I will say for the first arc, I am very much looking forward to it. He's teased us getting a detective Batman. He's going up against basically another billionaire with Lex Luthor here. Like, I'm interested to know what Lex's like plans are. Like, why is he going after Bruce of all people? You know, yeah. so I I'm so looking forward to it. Like this, like I said, and like Juice said, having a good main Batman title issue after an entire year was it was rough we we it's almost like we took the like we we took a moment of every episode just to say this issue of batman sucked and it just did and it, it it hurt us as batman fans to just not be on board with batman yeah, and, yeah, I don't want to complain about Batman books, you know. Yeah. I'd rather I would love to be here, like it's the greatest, but you know, I'm not gonna lie to y'all. Yeah, we're we've we've said that we're gonna be honest. We're not going to sugarcoat anything, and I was so happy that we got a legitimate good Batman book. Yeah, no, man. I have to say the way it planned out, like or it panned out, is what I should say. The way he left Gotham, just being like, you know, seeing the blimps and being like, what the hell's going on with Gotham, you know, Inc. or Batman Inc. And, you know, seeing that, you know, he's assuming these people from what it looks like with after his evidence that they actually killed somebody and Lex is involved. I'm very intrigued. And that's what got me just like I just have hope, man, because the main goal is if you could get me to be interested in the next issue, I'm on board. Right. That's all that matters. Yeah. And I'm excited. I don't like that we have to wait a month, but if it's going to be as good every issue and I have to wait a month, I'll take it. Um, but, you know, I'm just, I really do want to read that story already, which we do have that issue. So since we're going to be off, you know, well, they're listening to it this week. So it's not like we're off for us, for them technically, or our listeners, but we're going to be off when this comes out this week. So next week, when this actually drops, I think I'll be reading a lot of Batman issues just to get ahead. Yeah, I'm, I'm um, going to be doing a lot of reading this week to catch up and to get ahead in some other yeah. stuff, but for sure on Batman. Yeah, so because we have a lot. I mean, there's a lot of Batman coming up, so <laughs> I definitely want to read all of that. But yeah, I think that was number two. But my number one is Catwoman Lonely City. So Clay already talked about this, but... Catwoman Lonely City just blew my fucking mind. Like, I texted Clay. I'm like, Lonely City is great. Like, you need to read Lonely City. Like, it's fantastic. And the thing is, is it's stories like this that let you know that every every character can be great if the right person is behind them telling a story, right? And a lot of people think that Catwoman is below Batman. Nightwing is below Batman. All the Bat family is below Batman, but they don't have to be. They can be on his level as long as you have somebody writing a good story. And Catwoman, I think, has had some of the better stories in DC, but a lot of people just don't know about them. Like, people that don't know about that Ed Brubaker run 
are fucking missing out on some of the best fucking Catwoman issues you could ever read. Like yeah. the story is so good. And Ram V felt like that. And that's why I loved Ram V's Catwoman so much. But Lonely City, like, took Catwoman to a new level. Like, this is an older Catwoman. It's not like how Tom King's doing it, where he's mixing in, you know, the past and the present and the future. No, this is future Catwoman. And it's not futuristic Catwoman on a fucking train saving Batman in this weird timeline that we don't know about. No, this is 20 years in the future. It's a whole different type of Gotham. Batman doesn't exist because we don't know yet, but it, he seems to have died because of some big explosion along with the Joker. Nightwing is dead. Like uh, it seems like maybe Harley and some other characters are dead, but we don't know that in this issue one, they just set up this big cataclysmic Gotham event that changed Gotham for the future. And it got Catwoman sent to jail for 20 years. It somehow got Two-Face elected to be mayor it had Barbara Gordon hating masks. Like, it was just this interesting concept of a future Gotham that I've never seen. Because everything's usually based around Batman losing control or, you know, Batman's got to take, you know, control back from Bane or, you know, the magistrate. But no, this was just Batman died. And this is the natural progression of what Gotham wants after, you know, their symbol is gone. And I just thought it was so intriguing. And the way this writer wrote Catwoman to still be awesome, but like going through the pains of getting older, like was so relatable and just doing the little things and showing us characters that are still alive in Gotham that are able to live their lives, but they're a little chunky now or they're old or they're not as intelligent as they used to be or whatever is fantastic. And I just fell in love with this book and I was all like, put this writer on anything and I want to read it now. If it's yeah. going to be like this, because this was, I love Catwoman and to see Catwoman get a book. I was more excited about this series than any other Batman series this year. I mean, I've been getting Tom King for a long time, so I really love Tom King and I want to know Tom King's ending to Batcat. So I always consider that as a whole, like I'll judge it as a whole, but this Lonely City, like I said in the last podcast, I'm so excited to get this in a hardcover because this story is phenomenal. The only way I'll be less excited is if they don't stick the landing, which I am praying this is the one time a writer sticks the landing and I'm just like 10 out of 10, this story was great because this is my favorite story of the year, hands down. So... This is the only one I wouldn't switch. Anything else on my list, I feel like I could be argued with and be like, all right, yeah, maybe. Yeah. But Lonely City was my favorite book of the year. Nice. So so my number one is DC versus Vampires. The entire interaction with the Bat Family is something that I haven't had with the Bat Family as a whole in what feels like years. Yeah. You know? Um, the, the back and forth. Yeah. You know, you had Robins or Robin five on yours and you had the, the siblings all interacting. Right. Mm -hmm. But this had the siblings and Bruce and Alfred It had everybody and they were all bouncing off of each other. You know, Nightwing and Barbara, like you said, sexual tension. Then you had 
freaking Red Hood making the sexual jokes towards Nightwing. And then you had Damien here being a kid. You had Tim Drake, you know, still making jokes as well. And although we don't like like hardcore campiness to Batman, this was in the midst of a serious conversation. So it felt like a Bat family mission, you know, set up like, hey, this is what's going on. We need to be serious about this while also still being a family. And I absolutely loved it. Like from 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 the start of it, like like I said, with Barbara and Nightwing to the very end where Alfred was like, oh, just to be on the safe side, I drank the tea and I did this. And Bruce, without batting an eyelash, without even looking up from looking at his newspaper, was like, oh, it's okay. I've already tested you. You didn't even know it. Like, Mm -hmm. it's such a Batman thing to do. And it was so funny. Like, I'm so glad that I had the chance to message uh, Rosenberg and, like, just to applaud him on his writing for these individuals. Like, even he said, like, he has to pinch himself sometimes to, like, really, you know, say, holy crap, I get to write all of them at one time. And he did a phenomenal job with it. Now, I don't know how much we're going to get of all of them in the future issues of DC versus Vampires. Mm-hmm. But what he has done so far, I would be okay with him doing a Batman miniseries. Yeah. With what yeah. I have seen with just that interaction with four pages. Yeah. Yeah, no, um, I, I'd be down with that too. As long as he's not stretching himself too thin he's already working yes, on six he, books he is stuff. a very busy individual but like i said if if he if his if his schedule opens up for it if yeah. he is like able to put all of his effort into it like he is doing with these books then i am on board with it yeah i'm very curious if like because he said that tynan did the outline right or the story mm-hmm. outline or whatever I wonder if he works better if somebody comes up with the idea. Because, like, did he come up with everything for Task Force Z? Because we weren't a fan of that. Yeah, no. So, like, I'm curious. Because I do think there are some people out there that strive when somebody lays something out. They're like, this is your job. Do it. And they're, like, fucking phenomenal at it. But when you give them the whole project, sometimes they're like, oh, man, it's, like, a little overwhelming. Yeah. I'm very curious if there's, like, a lot of writers out there that are like that. Um Either way, uh, DC versus Vampires was my number three. And uh, yeah, it's a phenomenal book, man. Like I said, I am excited for that. I never thought I would be excited for something with with Tynan attached to it, you know, after reading all of Batman. But seeing that there is, you know, a good team on that book, it's been phenomenal so far. So I'm excited to see where it's going to go. Granted, it still has 10 more issues. So, you know, they can always fall off. But um because 12 issues is really long yeah so especially when you start because you know they're gonna have that one issue where like multiple people die and you're just gonna be like uh you know like did that really need to happen um but you know we'll have to wait and see but overall definitely not the strongest year for batman books i will say that like our top number one book doesn't even center around Batman. I mean, DC yeah. vampires, you could argue it does, but you know, it's not how Jordan's in that book a lot too. So yeah, 
which I feel like right now is kind of the main character. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's doing some dastardly things with other characters. So, yeah, uh, very intrigued by that book. I mean, Lonely City being my number one, that's a Catwoman book that has very little Batman. And I think that's another thing I like about it is it didn't need Batman to carry the book. Yeah. And that's something you don't see a lot. And DC loves to force that down our throats. It's like, mm, I don't know if this is going to sell. Put Batman in it. And everybody tries to force Batman and stuff. But no, this Catwoman was like, hey, I'm going to kill Batman. So you'll see him. You know he's part of the story, but he's not the main person. And I like the idea of Selina trying to break into the cave. A place she's been in a million times, but now she's got a fucking Ocean's Eleven this shit. Which yeah. I've always said, this should be a movie. Like an Ocean Eleven's Catwoman movie, and they're doing it in a book. So I think that's fucking awesome. And I'm waiting, I can't wait for March to see the finale of this series. So overall, I'm hoping 2022 is going to be a lot better for comics. Would you have any yeah. predictions for 2022? 2022, I think that we, I'm going to make a bold claim. I'm going to make a bold claim, and I have no idea if this is going to be true. Um, the one thing that made this podcast happen, I think it's going to be reversed. I think we're getting out. How so? I don't know. I, I still think that it has to do something with Robin. Um, and that whole thing with the Lazarus Island, I think it may have something to do with that. It may even be the conclusion to this shadow war thing, like talking Mm. to the, uh, Al Ghul's and you know you know maybe there is a conflict that is ultimately resolved and you know they take a something from the Tom King book mm-hmm. of Batman and they're like oh we do have this Nan pit yeah. why don't we like we we've already sacrificed so much let's make one more sacrifice mm-hmm. and Maybe it isn't the best way to go in the sense of no killing, you know, in the regards of Batman and his family, but yeah. maybe we get Alfred back. But I, yeah. I do think 2022 is the year that we get Alfred back in canon because we have the Pennyworth book that we have basically jumped off of because it was so yeah. fucking confusing. We are getting tidbits of Alfred and other stories like DC vampires, but I do think we are going to get Alfred in canon back. And I will say this. I think there is at least one event, whether it be Shadow War, whether it be this rumored next crisis event, I think there is at least one event that me and Juice are actually going to like. Oh, that's a bold prediction. That's That's a bold prediction. Very bold. Um, I... Dude, you know what? I don't I don't mind Alfred not being around. That's the crazy thing. Yeah. Is I he's he's like the Joker. I don't mind putting him away for 5 years and then bringing him back. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's only been what 2 since he died or we're we're 3 years into this podcast going into our third year. So, yeah, he's been dead for over 2 years now. Uh mm-hmm. I say, you know, maybe go 5 and then bring him back. Like Make it interesting. Don't just like, oh, Lazarus Pit. You see, you can't bring him back in something like Robin because it's not like a mainstream storyline, in my opinion. You know what I mean? You don't think so. 
But because of the storytelling of Williamson has put on Robin, it weighs so much more for him. You know, I agree, but he's gotten into campiness right now. And I don't want to see Alfred come back after Damien fights some demon fucking island monster. You know what I mean? Which we've seen the preview pages are out there already for the next issue. Um, Which, by the way, since we are doing this, it looks like our next issue, because there is Batman books this week as we're recording this podcast. um, We're probably going to have to double up and just get the best issues for the first episode of 2022, because I'm pretty sure there's issues this week that we would normally cover. Um, So probably need to look into that. Oh, that's true. So true. there might be a lot of things to cover or review because I don't know when Robin nine or the next Robin comes out. I want to say it's within this week or the next week. So we'll see. But it is um, this week. Robin yeah, nine so, is this week. I knew I saw it in the books. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't put them past it to bring uh, past them to bring back Alfred. But I don't know if I want to see that. Like I would prefer it happens in a better way, in my opinion. Um, not just like, oh, Lazarus Pit, like, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. But I don't mind him being gone, because I feel like there's still so much more you could do. Like, you know, I wouldn't have minded there being an arc where you find Batman stumbling upon something, or somebody stumbling upon one of Batman's gadgets or something like that, and it's him trying to create an AI Alfred. You know what I mean? Because he misses him. Like, I feel like people haven't really dove as far as they could dive into the Bruce losing Alfred thing. It's just kind of like, oh, he puts his emotions away. He doesn't deal with it. Blah, 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 you know? Yeah. Um, but, I mean, you know, Tom Taylor kind of, like, showed Bruce talk about, you know, there was that one little panel, like, you honored him. He'd be proud or whatever in yeah. Nightwing, which was kind of cool. But I feel like uh, you could still get a little bit more mileage out of that because, Batman being somebody that puts his his feelings away, that could happen a year or two later where he just breaks down and it's like, I miss Alfred. You know what I mean? And then if you wanted to go even deeper, you know, Damien could be like, I'm so sorry that I, you know, I ruined that. Like I, you know, essentially took your father from you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so like, I don't know. I feel like you could do a little bit more, but it wouldn't surprise me if Alfred does come back next year. So we'll have to wait and see, ladies and gentlemen. Um... I just hope Williamson brings in Catwoman. If he doesn't bring in Catwoman in 2022, I'm just going to be pissed. So no matter how good his story is, I'm like, are you fucking shitting me? Like, are you fucking shitting me? Like, you're just as bad as Tiny. It could be point. it could be top 10 every issue. And he's yeah. still going to be saying, you know what? This year was golden for Batman, but fuck you, Williamson. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> fuck that. Like, you could give me the best Batman run of all time, but if you do not include Catwoman, it ain't the best of all time then. Uh, but anyways, Clay, I'm assuming you are still off this week or when do you come I, back to your normal schedule? So I am coming back to my normal schedule the day after New Year's. So I believe I am looking at the calendar now just to double check. Um, actually, no, the third uh, January 3rd is when I'm back up and running on every single podcast. So just make sure that you are subscribed to the Geek Ultimate Alliance Network um, over on any podcatcher of choice. Just type in Geek Ultimate Alliance and you will get all of the shows that I am a part of, of course. 
Um, I do still have my uh, Spider-Man No Way Home review over at uh, Marvel Alliance, which is a part of the Geek Ultimate Alliance network. Um, So listen to that. That's the latest thing there. Um, And then, of course, I'm always going to be here every week. Noise, noise, noise. Yep, yep, yep. Just go subscribe to my YouTube channels, ladies and gentlemen. Juice Reacts, Juice from the Box. Got some big things planned for 2022, if my anxiety allows it, because it robbed me of seven months of 2021. So I'm really hoping that 2022 is going to be the year that I actually get to do a lot of creative stuff. So definitely subscribe to that. And uh, yeah, we're, we're hoping to bring you a lot of great entertainment in 2022 on this podcast. Hope you guys have a great new year. Hope you guys had a great Christmas. All that jazz. Hope you got some good Batman stuff. But that's going to be it, ladies and gentlemen. As always, he is Fanboy Clay. I am Juice Wayne. And remember, Batman is awesome. Batman! News Weekly.